0: now who were these innkeepers these Ternadiers. this man and this woman were cunning and rage married a hideous and terrible pair Cosette was between them undergoing their double pressure like a creature who was at the same time bruised by a millstone and lacerated with pincers the man and woman had each a different way Cosette was beaten unmercifully. That came from the woman. She went barefoot in winter. That came from the man. A ferocious mistress, a malignant master. A rascal of the subdued order. Tanadier's code as an innkeeper is interesting. The duty of the innkeeper is to sell to the first comer food, rest, light, fire, dirty linen, servants, fleas, and smiles, to charge for the open window of the closed window, the chimney corner, the sofa, the chair, the stool, the bench, the feather bed, the mattress, the straw bed, to know how much the mirror is worn and to tax that, to make the traveler pay for everything, even to the flies that his dog eats. Cosette was their only servant, and this child of eight did the work of a full staff. She brushed, scrubbed, swept, ran errands lifted heavy things, puny as she was. And the moment the poor girl wearied in her back-breaking tasks, the huge figure of Madame Ternadier loomed above her, shrilling commands through the inn. Cosette! Cosette! Oh, there you are! Well, what have you been doing? Nothing as usual. You know we need more wood for the kitchen. Get it! There, that'll teach you to waste time. Christmas Eve 1823 Pretty windows, candy booths, toy stores, parties and good things to eat. Little shoes at the fireplace for Father Christmas to fill. Christmas Eve Festivity in the little town of Morfemiel. Extra work at the inn. Extra work for Cosette. <laughs> <laughs> you girl, have you watered my horse? Oh. Yes, monsieur. He drank the whole bucket full. Ah, that's a lie. He has a way of blowing off when he's not had water that I know well enough. <laughs> get <laughs> right, some more water, right. Corsette. Excuse me, ma'am. There is no water. Well, then, go get some. Oh, where must she go for it? To the spring. But it's nice. It's as black as an oven. Yes, yes. yes. it would take a cat to go along the streets without a lantern tonight. <laughs> She'll go. She can see. Here, ma'am, get a big loaf for the bakers as you come back. Here's 15 sous. Yes, madame. Now get along with you. The child fled with her bucket, running as fast as she could. The night was cold, and the spring was far away. Soon the gleam from the town disappeared, and the darkness became thicker. It was no longer Montfermeil. It was open country, dark, terrifying country. The child's heart pounded at her ribs. With their ghosts moving in the trees, time after time she faltered and started back towards the inn. But always there appeared to her the more dreadful spectre of Madame Ternadier. And she went on. At length, she arrived at the spring. Cosette did not take time to breathe. She felt in the darkness for a young oak, which bent over the spring, found a branch, swung herself from it, bent down, and plunged the bucket in the water. In that movement, she did not notice that her apron pocket emptied itself into the spring. The 15 soupies fell from her dress, and dropped into the water. Cosette neither saw nor heard the coin fall. She was anxious to start back at once. But the effort of filling the bucket had been so great that it was impossible for her to take a step. For on this night, this starless, terrifying Christmas night, that bucket was heavier than ever before. The woods were blacker, The wind was colder. The child tugged at the stooping weight and managed a few stumbling steps.